Welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickel. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hey, everybody, it's Jeff here once again with the Freedom Nation podcast, and today's show we're going to have a lot of fun. My guest is Leanne Linsky. She is a very funny comedian, uh, actress, as well as the CEO of a really cool company that if you are a budding comedian and you want to expand your audience, she's your lady to go to. So Leanne, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I am so glad to have you here. So let's get started by having you tell us a little bit about your story. I know it's been a long and winding road, as you once put it, but uh, tell me a little bit about your story. Sure. It definitely has been a long road. So I actually went to school for business management, and I went to UNLV, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and I graduated, and I ended up getting a job in an accounting department doing some accounts payable. And that was the last thing I ever thought I would be doing. <laughs> I was like, if you were to say of all the subjects in school, which which would I want to focus on? It was not accounting. But there I was. And I got this really good job, ended up working uh, for that company for a year, went to another company. This other company was a national home builder. I was there for almost 13 years. So I thought I would be there until I retired. Honestly, I loved it. I love the people. Uh, I had the opportunity to move from accounting into market research. And then I went into construction and uh, I was a construction coordinator. Then I was a back-end superintendent. Then I was a service manager. And then I was a service area manager. Then I was a manager of cultural development. All these things, right? Over this, I was like, this is my life. But during that time, I was also in charge of setting up a lot of company events, like all the quarterly meetings and all of these things that required me to do public speaking. And so in 2001, I took my first comedy writing class. I'm like, this is going to help me. I kind of wanted to do like some sort of Johnny Carson monologue or something. <laughs> and I took this comedy writing class and it was so fun. And I was like, well, that was really cool. And then down the road, one of my coworkers was like, hey, you know, Second City has a training center out here. And I was like, what? I mean, I was, I'm familiar with Second City because I grew up outside of Chicago. So I grew up in Illinois. I was like, I didn't know they had a training center out here. So I ended up seen an ad in the paper like that same week. And so I kept seeing these signs about Second City. I was like, well, see, hear about it one time is one thing, but when it keeps yeah. happening, it's like, ah, I need to pay attention. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I there's a sign here. Class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, and I signed up for my first improv class and there I went down the rabbit hole. I was, <laughs> I was like, I'm taking all the classes. And I did. I took everything they offered like two and three times. Hmm. And five years later, uh, after that, I learned that I was being laid off from my job. And here I had been at this job for almost 13 years. And I, I was like, what do I do with my life? And my friends that I had met in improv were like, well, you said if you didn't have that job, you would move to New York. So a friend called and said, hey, I'm getting a sublet in New York. Are you coming? And I was like, well, I don't know. And he's like, 
you said. And I was like, oh. And I said, oh, think about it. And he says, you have one hour. So an hour later, I called and said, yep, I'm in. I'm in. And I ended up packing up two suitcases and moving to New York to pursue comedy full time. So I immersed myself in classes at the Upright Citizens Brigade, at Magnet Theater. Like I did all the things I possibly could. I went back to Chicago and studied for a month and a half at IO Chicago and went back to New York. So I just went all in and I stayed in New York for uh, about nine years. And then eventually I moved to the West Coast and I was in the Los Angeles area, Long Beach, which Long Beach is not as close to LA as people said it was. No, uh, in fact, even if you go two miles from LA, it's like three hour commute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's bananas. It's just like, why am I sitting in traffic? I would have to drive two hours to get five minutes of stage time. I'm like, this is silly. What am I doing? Yeah. And then I was like, how do I continue doing comedy without, you know, going broke, paying for gas and mm-hmm. uh, spending my life in a car? So I was like, why don't I do things online? Now, uh, I thought about it. This was back in uh, end of 2014, beginning in 2015. And I was like, ah, oh, what if I use Skype? And people are like, man, eh, not Skype. And then I was using Zoom for work and way back then and because I was working remotely. And then I was like, maybe that. And then life happened. But like in August of 2019, I started actually put everything together and put my open mics online. Now, this is before COVID. So uh, August 2019 BC, <laughs> before COVID. <laughs> and started doing it. And then I had, I had regulars, you know, coming on the mic and they're like, hey, this is great because I can work out all my jokes. I know that, that when I get on stage, they actually work. And then COVID happened and everybody started doing everything online. But although it solved an interim problem, it also created new ones because of tech. You know, they yeah. were it, the tech got us through the pandemic and that's fantastic. But I was like, my needs as a comedian are different, you know. And so how do I fix that? I ended up going back to school during COVID. I got my master's degree in innovation and entrepreneurship. Easy for me to say. Mm. And I got, yeah, to figure out how I could scale this, how I could build a team. So I graduated. I ended up uh, getting a team about a year later. And we built Plausible and launched in December of last year in 2022. And yeah, so we've been up and at them for a year and have been onboarding comedians ever since day one and comedy fans so that people can, so the comedians can basically create, produce, set their own schedule, set their own ticket price, monetize their comedy shows in a whole new way, um, which puts more money in the comedian's pocket. And rather than being paid, contrary to popular belief, comedians do not make a lot of money typically unless they're really well known. They're we're often paid we often pay to play and we are often given like a burger and a beer or, you know, something for our set or a hey, thanks. <laughs> and that's about it. So I wanted to give an opportunity for flip the whole model on its head and then comedy fans can come and explore our comedian directory, find out all kinds of new talent, people who've been around a long time. There's quite the range of, you know, how many years people have been doing it. So, and then people can do their own shows. Fans can figure out what they want. Everything's live in real time and it's performed live for an online audience. So it's, it's a little bit different concept. 
than what people are accustomed to. Cool. Well, I think that's, so that's absolutely why I got awesome. Here. <laughs> it is a long and winding road, but a great little winding road. And, and you ended up in uh, Seattle, correct? Yeah, I ended up I ended up in Seattle, which I never thought I would end up here. But here I am, and it's been it's been great. We've been here just over two years, almost two and a half years okay. now. Okay, nice. So you moved there during the pandemic, then? Yeah, we got here, and everything was still pretty closed and shut down. So, which honestly works out great for me because I'm huh. so focused and committed to just working on plausible. I don't leave the house much. I'm always. Yeah. I'm always online. I'm always talking to people this way. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, let's get into plausible a little bit because I, I want to understand a little bit how it differentiates itself from, let's say, like a webinar platform or something like that. So how what is the difference yeah. between, let's say, a webinar platform and then what plausible does so that it is more functional for a comedian? So a webinar platform, you basically... Anybody can do whatever they want, obviously, on a webinar platform. You just basically purchase the software and then or subscribe to it, and then you share the link out with people that you're inviting to it. With Plausible, think about it in the sense that you're logging into Plausible. You're not just getting a link. So I would compare Plausible like what if you combined like your Netflix account, like if you log it into Netflix as a as a consumer, as a audience. And you look through a directory of all the shows or like live TV, like if you log into Peacock or something and everything is or ESPN and everything goes in time segments by day. That's how plausible it is. Like we have a show schedule. So you go into your dashboard and you see all the show listings. It's not video on demand. You can't just watch any show at any time. You have to show up if the show is at four o'clock on a Friday afternoon in your time zone, then it's four o'clock. Friday afternoon and it happens live in the moment and everybody else is there and you can see and hear the other audience members. They can see and hear you. The performer can see and hear everybody as well. So in the sense that it's a show directory, like a TV guide, if you will, and you can get free shows, you can get pay-per-view shows on there. Depend And then the flip side, everything's all encompassed into one thing. So a comedian who's creating the show, they get their scheduling tools to create the show. They can upload their show graphics. They can put in their description. They can they fulfill all the information so it shows up in the show listings and the like the show guide. And then they can set a ticket price if they want or if they don't want, they have entirely up it's entirely up to the to the creator how much they want to charge. And then they put it out there. They can create their own profile and a profile directory. So when you think about uh, a webinar, a, a conference webinar or conferencing thing, you just get just the webinar and conferencing thing. You don't know of yeah. all the events that are happening on Zoom. They don't tell you, and they don't. You don't have access to every all the users on Zoom and their profiles. You know, so you don't have any of that. You just have here's how you connect and see each other. Um, yeah. Plausible. You get the the talent directory, you get the show listings, you can buy and purchase your tickets all online through Plausible. And then when it's time for the show, you click on the link and it's Plausible software that connects you so that you see and hear everybody. There's no download of some alternate software or nothing like that. It's all Plausible. Beautiful. 
So I would think as a comedian, this is wonderful because you're not having to go go you know out to all the little clubs to test your material and all that. You can basically stay at home, save the money, not not get in a car for a couple hours, and you you don't end up with the Laurel and Hardy handshake at the end of the uh, at the evening. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. So we have uh, when I was when I was. But I knew I wanted to do this and I started putting in all the research and everything. Like the majority of open mics in general are in two states, New York and California. So if you don't live in a in a big metropolitan area, chances are you don't have a lot of opportunity to get up and get stage time. So we get a lot of comedians, not only from New York and California, of course, because that's where uh, a high percentage of them are. But we get a lot of people in the flyover states. We get people from Canada. We get people from other countries. Our comedian of the year uh, lives in Japan. So she just won the comedy contest. We have a monthly contest and then we had all the monthly winners compete for the year, for the grand finale, for the title of comedian of the year. So, so we have people from all over. So you're absolutely right. It kind of saves people a commute, even fans. Like we have people log in. They're like, wow, I can put my kid to bed. I don't have to hire a sitter. I don't have to pay for parking. I don't have to do a two drink minimum. <laughs> I can sit and I can have a good time from here and it's live. So, I mean, you know, people are more likely to laugh also when they hear other people laughing in the room mm-hmm. and watching something actively like that promotes more laughing out loud, more smiling out loud rather than watching something passively maybe as a as a video on demand structure. So I can be a drunk belligerent heckler from my house, which is awesome. You could, but you might get removed from the show. <laughs> so, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's funny because uh, <laughs> it's funny because people ask about. I'm so glad you brought up. People ask about heckling, yeah. and especially now since so many comedians show their crowd work on social media. That a lot of comedians are like, stop showing your crowd work to those that do because it it tells people that it's okay to talk to the comedian. And yeah. most of the time it's not. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah. oh no, someone's talking to me. Stop talking to me. Yeah. yeah. So it's well, yeah, it's I mean, it just it, it breaks your routine at that point, I would think. It's just, you know, it's like Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Yeah, it's like being a stage speaker and the yeah, same thing. Totally. You get up there and then somebody asks a question and it's like, okay, it, you're you're taking me out of my rhythm or whatever. So yeah, it's it's interesting. But yeah, I, I could imagine, I mean, just like you would drag out the drunk at the club, you know, you, you don't have to have bouncers. You just have to have a finger on the button at that point. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, do we, you know, are there some big names that we would know that are on there that are kind of testing material? There are some names. I don't know how how big of comedy fans your listeners are, so I guess it would depend. But I know I'm excited. There's a bunch of people who've been around a very long time. So, you know, there's people who've been doing comedy for over 40 years on the site. And there's people who just started, you know, this past year. So it kind of runs the gamut and there's all kinds of people there's a lot of people who have had tv credits who've been on late night talk shows and doing stand-up so yeah so there are people i'm not name dropping you notice that (laughs) yeah i know you did well at that i was impressed how you just kind of went through that one the the long and winding road of that question 
So, I mean, I, I guess I think the cool part is, I mean, it's a lot like the early beginnings of YouTube where a lot of, you know, stars, a lot of, you know, singing stars really got famous off of YouTube because, you know, they weren't having to go out there and travel all over the place and live in a van and everything else. I mean, they they were able to get their voice out there. I just think, you know, for an, a comedian, this is a much better platform from the standpoint of you can get some feedback from the audience and find out if your jokes are bombing. Yeah, it is so true. It's going to give it, it kind of democratizes the whole the whole industry and in, in so yeah. such a way. So it levels the playing field. Yeah. So I'm really excited because I'm also what I'm also excited. I nerd out about this all the time, but I also love to see how people use it, how how people kind of, you know, there are some people now who are like, oh, I have a podcast. I can do my podcast. I can have my podcast record it in front of a live audience on mm-hmm. plausible, still record it, download it and distribute it and package it like I normally do. But it yeah. adds this other step. And if someone has a big following on their podcast and they want to sell tickets to that live recording, they can do that. Because right now, if you want to sell tickets to a live recording of your podcast, you have to rent a venue. Well, what yeah. if you could do it all in one place and you can still record it? Yeah. And it doesn't cost you anything out of pocket. It just adds value to your listener and adds money in your wallet. Well, so we, we know how the, the comedians make money. How do y'all make money? Well, we get a percentage of the, the plausible takes a percentage of the ticket revenue. So okay. the majority of the ticket revenue goes to the comedian and then mm-hmm. we plausible. I think we, I'll say plausible just so it's clear. It's not like Leanne's going, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's plausible. So, yeah. yeah. Leanne's just sitting there counting her money while you're on, while you're on there sweating it as a comedian. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> did, are you able to, the, does plausible have the capability to, basically process those ticket sales and things like that and then takes a cut from that or does the you know is it more like the eventbrite model where you know i i do the event i collect the money and then you know i have to pay eventbrite no we have a uh, stripe integrated into it so everything goes it's all on plausible like you don't have to leave the platform and go through anything all right. it's all integrated right in love it love it love mm-hmm. it What's, yeah, I tried uh, to simplify it as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, not everybody's super high tech either. So, I mean, the ability to not have to create all that, you know, for a creative person that's like, hey, I just want to get up and, and be funny. You know, I spent two weeks in Germany just recently. So you really need to recruit some German comedians because they are they are some of the funniest people in the world. I'm completely convinced. So... <laughs> They could they could make a mortician yeah, smart. Bring them on. <laughs> yeah. so what's the future look like? What's some of the things that you're planning on, you know, advancing plausible with? So I'm really excited because there's when we when we launched plausible, I start out with a lot of open mics and people comedians using it and helping other comedians get stage time, which hmm. is awesome. And now over time, people are starting to test out their podcast. People are testing out the pay-per-view options with the ticketing services, which is exciting. So there's new shows that people are are creating and that'll be coming out in the first quarter. And there's also going to be comedy classes. So I'm also very excited about that because comedians see an opportunity where they can actually teach others how to do stand up better, how to do stand up online, how to do those apps. Those things are also happening in the first quarter of the new year. 
So, so there's a lot of different use cases being rolled out where, again, whatever comedians can do to further their career, I, I want, I'm excited to see them do it on Pausable. Yeah, I think it's phenomenal. And yeah, I mean, uh, the podcast idea, all of a sudden the light bulb went off in my head because I'm getting ready to launch a new show yeah. and that would be an interesting way to do it, you know, on a TV channel, but yeah. it would be an interesting way to, to do it live and then, you know, record that over onto the TV channel too. So yeah, very interesting. I'm super excited about it. It's It's a really cool platform. I was on there playing around a little bit today and really got to see a lot about, you know, what you're doing, but- I learned a lot more from you, you know, as a result of this. So phenomenal. Good. Thank you. And thanks for going on. Let's transition now to the fast five questions. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. So here's the first one. You wake up in the morning. Business is totally gone. You have 500 bucks in your pocket, a laptop computer, a place to live, food and clothing. What are you going to do first? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is I have to go to the bathroom because that's usually what I do when I first wake up in the morning. So I have to do that. Get some, go, go, go get a workout in, get some coffee. But when it comes to life, like what would be my plan? I would probably immediately start looking for my next job. What am I, what am I going to do? What am I spending all my time in? Yep. Excellent. Okay. What is the biggest business mistake that you've ever made? Oh, business mistake? Oh my God. They're all, all time. <laughs> I just, I don't Big know about one. business. I guess I wish, well, when it comes to business, uh, I wish I would have started sooner. Okay. Not starting sooner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all say that. I mean, it, sometimes it's just the right time is the right time. And, and you had, you had all that time at your company to, to practice all this stuff so that you were able to launch off when you were forced to. Yep. What's a good book? that you would recommend for our audience? It's called The One Thing by, I wrote it down, Gary Keller. Yes. It's a really good book. I just finished it. I had been, uh, I read it while I was on this trip to Europe just recently. So I'd I'd started it right before and started reading it. I've had it for probably five years and I'd never read it. And finally, just one of my guests said that, I was like, you know what, I'm going to read that. It's phenomenal. It's, It's a great book. Yep. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. What is a tool that you use in your business every day? I bet you I can guess what this is that you would recommend for our audience. <laughs> Plausible. No, let's see. You know what I really like is a business tool is Canva. Okay. Yep. I I love Canva. But the, the challenge of Canva is it sucks me in and then I spend way too much time there. So I've kind of given myself a a limited time that I can get in there and I, I let my team go in there because otherwise I'll spend way too much time. <laughs> yes. So last question, what is your definition of freedom? Oh, it would be a day off. I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> freedom. Also, yeah, I think it would be a day off. But freedom, I think, also is, I just, I know this is a fast one, but freedom is also the freedom to make decisions. And I think, like, have, working for myself as an entrepreneur and having the freedom to make decisions on my own is a, is a really freeing thing. And at the same time, it's kind of terrifying. <laughs> so, 
freedom comes with a lot of responsibility. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you or learn more about you, what's the best way to learn about you? Go to plausible.com and then you can reach out to me on the contact. You can see me on there. I host some events on there as well. But you can check me out on LinkedIn, Instagram, at Plausible, at Plausible on X, is it called now? Yeah. And then Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's funny because Elon Musk called Twitter X, and I think Mark Zuckerberg missed an opportunity to call Threads Y. (laughs) I just thought that shouldn't be exactly. Just, yeah, yeah, as much as they, they kind of go back and forth with each other, that was absolutely perfect. Well, Leanne, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you coming on, sharing a little bit about Plausible. And Plausible is spelled how? Or how. It's P-L-A-U-Z-Z-A-B-L-E. Okay. Dot com. Plausible. Yep. All right. Great. So, folks, what we'll do is we'll put that in the show notes and share that with you. I encourage you to go there. Go support these comedians. I mean, these folks are putting themselves out there. And if you enjoy comedy, uh, this is your opportunity to meet and see some people that you probably wouldn't have ever seen. They would be working little small you know, venues in their town where they live trying to make it. And this is an opportunity for you to see some budding talent and support some budding talent. And Leanne's putting that out there for everybody. Make sure that you guys, if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to it on the podcast channels, make sure that you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit that little notification so that you know that we've got a show coming up. Thanks a lot. We do these every Tuesday or every uh, Tuesday and Thursday, and we will see you guys back here the very next time. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 